Welcome to Salt and Light. It's wonderful to have you join us today as we look at applying the Lordship of Jesus Christ to every area of life. My name's Charles van Beek, and we are going to talk to Jason and Olga today. They are young people who are busy in various facets of life, and uh, from my perspective, being in my uh, 50s, we want to talk about relationships as pertaining to younger people and relationships with parents and amongst their friends, because things have changed since I was young, and so we're going to talk about these things today, and hopefully our listeners will um, learn something, and maybe we can even edify each other in different ways um, and encourage each other in our faith through some of the ideas that we talk about today. So, Olga, welcome to Salt and Light. Please tell us a little bit about your background. What have you studied? What are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I have studied human resource management. Now I work full-time in ministry. Great. Jason, welcome to Salt and Light. Let us uh, give us a bit of your background. What have you done? What are you up to? Thank you for having me too. Uh, my name is Jason and I just finished studying a BCom in Business Management and Marketing Science, which was a three-year degree. Great. So you just finished your college studies. Olga has finished college and been working for a couple of years. Yes. And Olga, are you studying again? Yes, I am. Oh, my again. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Ay, yeah, yeah. You I haven't got enough so. of it yet. <laughs> no, not yet. All no. right. Well, that's wonderful news. Uh, Olga, let's, let's get started with you. When I was uh, a young man, um, let's say just finishing school age, uh, we didn't have all the communication techniques and contraptions that one could communicate with today or over today. And so um, we were very uh, limited in our discussions and chats with people. We are limited to normal landline phones. And uh, the funniest thing would happen, sometimes you'd get what they called a cross line and you could hear other people talking on the phone the same time you were on the phone. Um, but it didn't happen all the time. But that's the about the the only way we could communicate with multiple yeah. people at a time was by accident. And uh, otherwise, you are one-on-one -on -one for the most part with, with people. Um, in your world today, you have so many apps and, and things. How does one choose how you're going to communicate with your friends? I mean, is this a difficult decision to make? I think for me, it's not that difficult. You know, you, I just choose one social media or two or three that works best for me and my friends or family. Like WhatsApp. WhatsApp is very, it's one way to communicate with my friends and family especially now that I'm here in Cape Town and my family's back in Limpopo, it's easy for me to communicate with them via WhatsApp. And you can also speak to multiple of them at the same time exactly, yeah. if, if the need arises. The need, exactly. Even with a video call on WhatsApp, we can have six of us in one video call, which is very nice. Yes. Yeah. Goodness me, I didn't even know about that. But anyway, let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah. Jason, when we... Um, at college, you've just finished college now. You've got your degree. When you, for instance, were studying and you needed to work on projects with other people and things like that, is the modern-day technology helpful? How did you guys communicate with each other? Uh, so we're talking peer-to-peer -peer in a college environment. So recently, uh, in my third year, because of COVID, uh, many people couldn't meet up and have face-to-face -face interactions. So what we did was we used an app called Discord and it's just an app you download on your laptop or your cell phone and you can, it's pretty similar to WhatsApp, but it's more like a server that you run on where it's more like a WhatsApp group chat where you have multiple people in the server and you can call, 
you can't, I don't think you can video call on it, on it, but you can voice call and type and send images and everything to each other. It's just a lot more sophisticated than WhatsApp. Um, it doesn't have many like errors where you can't hear the person or... And you could, you use this for, say for instance, you're working on, yeah, a, project. Working on a project. Is that so? And, and um, you could have this means... And we speak to each other like we're on a cell phone call. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot more smoother. It's a lot more technical and a bit more less user-friendly than WhatsApp to understand or help. But once you understand the main uh, fundamentals of it, it's pretty pretty uh, easy to use. All right. Well, as we uh, went ahead, I remember the first cell phones coming out in my lifetime. I was quite young and they were very expensive. Um, they were 15,000 Rand for a cell phone. But, you know, you must imagine this was many, many years ago. And so 15,000 Rand was a lot of money. Mm. And they used to, my friends used to call them sometimes the bricks. In other words, they were the size of a brick. <laughs> and literally some of them had a battery that was the size of two bricks. And you'd, wow. you'd have this in your car, this massive battery with your cell phone to be able to make calls and things. And then at one stage we had aerials on the cell phones. You had to pull out an aerial to be able to get reception. So you heard the phone ring, you pulled it out of your pocket, you pulled out the aerial to get better reception, and then you could possibly hear somebody with lots of crackling on the line. So a very exciting time we went through. But Olga, as we've gone on now, um, we see in our society a lot of people uh, suffering from various um, anxiety issues and things like that. Um, which people seem to be blaming on having access to these communication apps and things um, and a lot of hatred being spewed out on these things which is affecting people psychologically and that sort of thing. Are you finding this uh, being a prevalent issue amongst your peers or is this just something that's foreign that happens to other people? No, this is definitely not foreign. I've heard about, you know, issues like that where uh, somebody would, you know, tell me that, you know, somebody was very mean at me or they were sort of like maybe body shaming me and things so like you, that you've from experienced social media. This, you've experienced this yourself? No, this no, is no, not just my, no, no, no. A friend of mine did tell me about it. I understand. Yes. So she was telling me that the, the people, they were commenting on how she, you know, her looks. I understand. You know, body shaming her and everything like that. But then... You know, I was telling her that, you know, the good thing, you know, the social media can have an advantage and a disadvantage. Like with me, if somebody's saying something that I don't like, because there will always be people like that, I just block them. For me, it's as easy as that. So it's that simple. Yeah, I get to choose who is... You don't have is, to put up with exactly, this, this sort of thing. I choose who is on my social media and who's not. Yes, I think this is very important for uh, Christian people. I was speaking to a friend the other day. Uh, my children have grown up, and so they were just telling me how there are apps out there where parents can control what their children have access to. And when the... When the Phones close down for the night and they can't get access anymore. I did find out about one child who managed to circumvent the app, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. But um, and there are various ways of of doing things and getting around this. But uh, for the most part, uh, parents can have more control than we did when my children were younger. Um, Jason, when we um, dealing with uh, apps and that, also amongst friends and that, you're a boy, you're not a girl. Um, is this sort of social media interaction where people are shamed and and have um, psychological challenges that come from interactions, 
Is it found amongst boys too, or is this uh, a girl thing? Well, first of all, I'm a man, not a boy. Um, <laughs> well, there we go. Now we know. <laughs> um, I, I would say it is there, but it's not as um, prominent or as, uh, how do I say, like men don't see it as much as women. I think women focus on it a bit more and there's more ladies that are active on social media than guys. Apparently, the figures are quite uh, massively different. From um, my experience, yeah, yes. Okay. So. And I don't think a lot of guys don't put as much effort into social media. They're not as focused on, on it, but there definitely are men out there and boys that definitely get bullied and um, get, well, not even bullied, they just get things get told about them in comments and they tend to believe those things or it affects them really badly. Uh, but yeah, I would not say it's. In my friend group, I don't even think it's common. I don't think I've heard of that. All right. Um, but I have seen it amongst other friend groups and other people. Yes. And other young And you've heard about men, it via, yes. via other people. Yeah. Olga, how does our, our Christianity, um, what part does that play in this world of communication? As I say, it's very new to us. Uh, we're going to get on to Jason on dealing with this from a business perspective in marketing and things like that. But um, just from a personal perspective, uh, what are the starting points? Maybe we have some young girls, teenagers listening to our program. And uh, what tips can you give them on you know, on dealing? Uh, you, you've spoken about blocking people. That yeah. That's one. What other tips can one have in dealing with our own selves in reacting to, you know, the the hatred that sometimes possibly can come through through these this media. You know, I think uh, people people are all different. You know, I think one needs to be happy with uh, the person that they are. I think most importantly, I think people need to pray, and you know, talk to God about it, and also. You know, you must speak up well with it about. Uh, you must speak about it with uh, people in your, you know, in your cell groups or something like that. Discuss it with your friends or your pastor or your, you know, any other Christian people. Talk about what happens. I think some of it sometimes has to do with the low self-esteem and things like that and judging oneself because people, you know, are very negative out there. And yeah, I like I said. You know, blocking people always works for me mm. because I know why I am in social media. I know the things I want to see and the things I don't want to see. And anything that disrupts my peace, you know, then I just block it mm. because there's always negative people. People invite you just so they can come and cause trouble in your social media. Mm. You know, so, yeah, I just choose to, to, to block the people. And I also, you know, also taking a break from social media and just getting better yourself before you become all bitter and angry towards yes. other people that are not on social so, media like your friends. So you just family. close it down or what do you do? Yeah, you, you can put your account on pause, you know. Oh, you I understand. Know, you can pause or, it for a week or yeah, something. Or just if, even deleting the app does not mean that your account is deleted. You don't have the app. So when you want to go back, you download the app again and log in. Okay, and Which you haven't like lost that. all your connections and then. And you haven't lost Understand. your connections. All right. So I would do that as, you know, just to get better myself as well. Yes. Get some help. Oh, very, very interesting. I think that's that's exceptionally good advice. I'm Charles van Beek, friends. We, we're talking to uh, Jason and Olga. We're talking about communication. I'm in my 50s and learning a lot here today. Um, our children and our grandchildren communicate in ways or with media that uh, was never 
um, available to us many years ago. And some of us, uh, like myself, struggle and are sometimes completely clueless uh, to what is really going on uh, behind the scenes. Uh, Jason, when it comes to the world of media and discussions or connecting with people, you've studied um, the world of uh, what do you call it? Advertising, uh, marketing, these sorts of things. Well, what are the bare basics there of communicating with people? One can't start off with hatred as a means of getting information across. You know, where, where does one get going uh, with this world? Um, so. Yeah, I'm starting to understand the question you're asking. Uh, when you're dealing with young people yeah. and you're wanting to communicate with them uh, in the world of marketing, mm -hmm. what sort of ideas, where does one start off communicating with young people if you're wanting to get information out to them? Well, the main platforms you'd be using is probably Instagram, as many youngsters don't even use Facebook anymore. Facebook is a bit more for the older generation. Many youngsters use Instagram, they use Snapchat, um, so you got to be very specific about be, where you're going you with your information. Dependent on the demographic you're looking for and the type of um, people you're wanting to market to. So um, yeah, there's many different apps and you kind of just have to pick which one that you're going to be using. But the main one for sure is Instagram. Um, for, for young people. For, for young people yes. under the age of 25, and, even 30 actually. And the messages, the messages that are, people are open to. I remember speaking to a marketer uh, at one stage, and we were talking about the various forms of marketing, how you get your information across, and people were saying, well, we, we understand. We're getting to know the way the marketers work, and so we can cut them off. They don't influence us so much anymore. And the marketer said, don't worry about that. We change all the time. You know, we will get our message out to you, yeah. uh, even although you think you're blocking us, mm. uh, which is quite strange because we think we've got control, but it seems like we actually don't have control. We can get... Uh, we can get information given to us from all directions. Um, so uh, what? how does that play um, the whole idea into if you have to start communicating with young people, what kind of messages are they open to and wanting to hear? In today's society, many of the youngsters are open to hear about um, self-positivity and enlightening one's personal self. Uh, that's one of the main uh, topics and the other is um, being better for the whole entire world uh, like making using plastic straws instead of using I mean sorry using metal straws instead of plastic straws basically uplifting the environment around the us community and, and um, to live or set a better world uh, for the next generation and use more sustainable sustainable uh, materials and resources and products and all of that okay so those are the main things that capture the young younger audience today um, all right. Um, Olga, you've done a lot of work. Um, you, In fact, you've lived in a um, squatter community already as a missionary and reached out to people there. Is there a big difference between communication in those areas compared to um, you know, people that live in, in affluent areas? Because you, you, you've done yeah. both. You have a background in both areas. You've um, been committed in, in across the economic spectrum in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Are there big concerns amongst the young people and have different concerns or are young people thinking about the same things? I'll just give an example. I, you know, I was lecturing in the Congo and the students there seem to be very in tune with what is going on worldwide. And the same, I found the same kind of ideas with students in South Africa 
which many years ago I didn't find that. I found that people were cut off in Central Africa very much from the rest of the world, you know. So what's been your experience in finding, you know, the kinds of things that people are concerned about, what they're communicating and who they're communicating to? Yeah, it's definitely different, you know. Uh, like staying in a squatter camp, people, they think differently, they see things differently. And most, you know, the thing that worried me the most is that most of them think only about themselves, how to better themselves and their families other than the next person. You know, for them to help somebody, it has to be because they have enough for, for themselves. Understand. And that before you know, they can share. Even if they share, they try to make sure that that person will not be better than them. Oh, I see. So it was, yeah, very it's different. Dif- difficult and, circumstances. And difficult. Like even communicating. Like when you try to communicate, like, you know, nicely and softly in a polite way, things don't seem to register with them. I think they're, some of them, they're used to. Do I see that as weakness, maybe? Yeah, I think they're used to, you know, harsh words and all the shouting. You know, if your voice is not that loud, basically, it's not serious, you know, enough. Something like that. Yeah. And so, so that, that's very difficult yeah, circumstances so very to, difficult to work in, to, especially if you're not used to that environment. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Okay, well, um, when we, um, when you've been out and you've been communicating with people, you've been doing it literally as, as a Christian missionary, you've been serving the community and that sort of thing. Um, did you find that sometimes there were people that aggressively communicated with you where you were maybe shocked thinking, you know, I'm out here serving and helping and now all of a sudden, (laughs) you know, I've just, this came out of the blue. Um, How does one handle that kind of thing if it happens? What, what, you know, were you scared? Did you run away? What what happened? What do you do? (laughs) Well, yes, definitely. The first time I was, well, the first and the second time I was quite scared because, you know, I didn't understand what was happening. You standing there, you know, trying to save the people like, you know, I remember we were the soup kitchen trying to give out food. And you say, you know what, we're giving to the little children first. And this one guy's just going on swearing and threatening that, you know, you'll come burn our house down. He knows where I stay. So that was quite terrifying. And for all tests of purposes, you, you could have been you, feeding his own children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. exactly. So I'm telling him that, no, sir, just wait. You will get the food, but the children have to get first. And he was just going on and on. He was quite upset. And then he put his ball down. He just threw it on the floor. And then he went and waited at the gate. And I was very, you yes, know, terrified. Yeah, but really I troubled. I really, I, I didn't run away because, you know, when he was gone and I was saving the children, I was reminded of why I was doing this. You know that they are still the, you know, grateful people, and it was of great help to the community. And yes, there was, you know, a few of those that were not so yes grateful. But it didn't make me run away at all. Yes. Definitely terrifying. Yeah. Well, I can just imagine. Well, I'm Charles van Beek. We're talking to um, Olga and Jason. We uh, They're both uh, students or uh, – well, they're both uh, – or finished their studies, um, young young people and getting out into the workplace. And we're talking about communication, uh, how this has changed since I was young. I'm in my 50s now. It was a different ball game then. We spoke personally to people. We dealt with them usually eye to eye or on the the landline phone uh, when it was working. And uh, it was a different uh, world altogether. Jason, when you're dealing with um, friends and that now and you are – busy in the workplace as you uh, move along and you you 
involved in in marketing your own products that you purchase and things like that. What is the the biggest thing that works the best in your communication? Well, between my friends and my family, it's definitely WhatsApp. WhatsApp is just the easiest and quickest instant messaging uh, for instant messaging purposes. To keep up with people and see what they're doing in their everyday lives is probably Instagram or Facebook, but I don't use Facebook as much anymore. And um, what kind of message do people want to hear? Uh, you know, we don't want to talk about your uh, your business and your products, yeah. but um, how do you communicate if you want people to buy something? Is it all about pictures? Mm, so is there wording that makes a difference, that encourages people to purchase things? I think many people today use pictures to advertise their products and put a price up on Instagram. It's easy to do that. You can even put it on your story if you don't want to post it on your profile. So it's only up for 24 hours. Um, so persuasion in words is is less um, – because in our day, it would have been a big thing of, of persuasion because, you know, most people couldn't afford to put newspaper adverts out there. It was yeah. very expensive. I think there's many pro- – it depends on the product. I think okay. today many many kids know exactly what they want. They spend a lot of time on social media. They research they what research, they do. They know yeah. exactly what they're looking for, exactly what they want. They're not too phased about someone trying to persuade them. Um, there are pers- like persuading methods where you can get a – maybe a famous TikToker or famous Instagram model or influencer to have advertised the product and that's what persuades or influences the younger person to buy that product. To purchase, okay. Um, and yeah. the part of the, the issue that we're dealing with today is access to, uh, to things like pornography and that which is so much easier um, in this world today than it was um, in our time. Um, the, the that seems to have had a very negative effect on society, and we won't go into details now. Uh, but I think as parents, we need to be very um, careful and concerned. There are products out there now that can help people to protect their children from these things. In our day, these things didn't exist, and but also it was more difficult to access things on our phones at that time. Um, but um, Olga, what advice can you give to parents with young children uh, that need cell phones just to be able to communicate with parents from school or college or wherever they are? I think like you mentioned before is that, you know, the phones, they have a system where you can monitor what your children are, you know, watching. Accessing. Accessing, yes. It's the same with TV. You know, you can put a parental control on the TV so that they wouldn't watch something that's above their age. So I think you can do the same with the phone and check their phones you know, they can use it for a certain, you know, period of time. And then when that time comes, then you just take the phone away. I think that's uh, one of the, you know, one of the things that you can do. But then also, I think it's important that if the children are old enough that you you bring, you speak to them about these things and make them aware of what is happening out there. Yes, preventative measures. Yes, yes. exactly. I think, I think that's, that's very, very important. Very, important. very good advice. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've come to the end of our program. It's uh, been a very fast-moving program. And uh, Olga and Jason, thank you very much for chatting to us today. Um, I'm Charles van Weck. And Olga, last words from you. Well, just uh, telling the parents that you need to communicate with your children i think it's very important that you speak to your kids every day and you know just you know know about the things that concerns them make sure that you know their self-esteem is you know communicate about you yes know, with them about all about these, these issues yeah. warn them yeah. prepare them warn out to them. deal exactly. with bullies yeah exactly. that's right jason final comments 
would say it is quite a tricky situation for parents to monitor what their kids are always doing as the kids are a lot smarter than parents when it comes to electronics and That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, So, yeah, I think it's also tricky because you shouldn't be giving a young eight-year-old a cell phone to be using... With full access to anything. To everything. So, I think it should all come down to the parents uh, just restricting and being in control of what their children are doing and there are being hands-on yeah. and there are apps available to help parents today with these things yeah. fantastic well we hope you enjoyed our program on communication maybe you learned something i certainly uh, learned a lot today but at the end of the day we must remember that uh, jesus christ is lord and we should be dealing with our communication um, in that context as christians and people who love god Olga and jason thank you for joining us i'm charles van Beek and closing off